Be'ezus Hashem Yizbarech. We'll continue. Simen Yir Aleph and the Geras HaKodesh, the 11th letter of the Holy Letters of the Valatanya, which is known as Laskil Chavina, to enlighten you with understanding. We are learning the beginning of what is known as enlightenment, which is the revelation of godliness in my mind, in a person's mind. When everything becomes absolutely clear to a person, is the ultimate revelation that a person can have. And we are explaining that the sentence of enlightenment, which is that only by desiring the life of the flesh, the fact that a person desires the life of the flesh that is not the way in which the light of God could dwell in his body. And we're explaining that essentially if you go deep into this concept, you begin to understand what does it mean, the freedom of choice. There's a concept that's known as Bechira Chavshis, the freedom of choice. Hashem says, I gave you Nesati Lecha Esachayim, Vesamoves, Vesatoi, Vesara, the good and the bad, and the life and the death, Ubechata Bechayim, and choose life. And this is the one of the most misunderstood concepts in the whole entire Judaism. The whole entire Yiddishkeit, it's unfortunate that this is one of the most confusing statements. It's one of the hardest things to understand. How do I know this? Because many years I went by thinking that I understood what means freedom of choice until I saw what the Balatanya explains in the Kutetera, until I saw how the Lubavitcher Rebbe explains it, and I realized that for many, many years, I went with a misunderstanding of what it means. A person thinks that he was put into this world and he was given free choice. Freedom means that he could choose. He could choose chocolate cake or seven-layer cake. He could choose to go on that vacation or on this vacation. Or he even thinks he could choose to be good or he could choose to be bad. But in fact, that does not, the words freedom to choose, to free, free, what does it mean to have freedom? The mere idea, when you tell a person you could choose life or death, would anybody choose death? If you tell a person that he could choose good or bad, would anybody choose bad? So what choice are we talking about over here? It comes the Balatanya and he radically 
changes the paradigm, he changes the whole concept. And he says that choice, in fact, the freedom to choose means that there's no choice at all. When it comes to life and death, is there a choice? Is there a choice, for a, is there a choice that a person would do? A car is speeding at you. Are you making a choice at that moment to either live, which means run away from the car, or to die, which means to stand right in front of the car? Is there any choice in that moment? And he says, ultimately speaking, the purpose of life is to have freedom to choose. Freedom means to be free of all interference and to recognize that at every moment you're choosing life or you're choosing death. To be totally free from interference. The problem is that most of life we are so confused. We are going through life so confused that we don't know what means life and we don't know what means death. We don't know what means good and we don't know what means bad. We don't understand that good is life and bad is death. And therefore we don't have the freedom to choose. Because when you have the freedom to choose, there is no choice at all. There's only two things in this world, life and death. And in the face of that, you will only choose life. There's only life. There's only the right side. There's only love. There's only life. There's only vitality. There's only energy. There's only my heart pumping at this moment. And this is a tremendous, tremendous meditation. Because if a person understands this, if a person begins to understand this, then they begin to understand the beginning of enlightenment of what he's talking about, Laskil Khabina. And a person must meditate on this very carefully because when he says, I gave, I placed before you good and I placed before you bad, and I placed before you life and I placed before you death. As long as you're living in a life, where you think that there's choice for you how to live your life, you still have not become free to choose. You still have not became, got true freedom. True freedom is that you absolutely know what means life, and you absolutely know what means death. And you stay far away from death. You drop death like hot coals. And this is a tremendous, tremendous meditation. Because we talked about this in many areas, we went through this in many areas. Where a person could see how he's confused by what means life and what means death, and therefore he's not alive. Which is the beginning of what he wants to explain in this parak. And we're explaining, we're giving a few examples about it, even in interpersonal relationships. In your own marriage, in your own relationship with your child, with your spouse, with your community member, whoever you're dealing with, there's always the life of that relationship and there's the death of that relationship. There's the good of that relationship and there's the bad of that relationship. And we are explaining that if you are experiencing that your spouse screams at you or criticizes you, 
or is creating some type of pain. The freedom to choose at that moment. What does it mean? I'm free to choose. When I'm free to choose, there's only life. There's, would I ever choose death? Would I ever choose the negative that just happened right now? One moment in time, my spouse criticized me. And now, would anybody be so confused to hold on to that and say, my spouse just told me I never take out the garbage in my whole life. And I take out my garbage every single day. I do it for him or I do it for her. And I do it every day. And then I start to say, what type of kofoi toiva? How could you, where is the kai? Where is the appreciation? And I hold on to this. And then I think to myself, the whole entire time, I'm going to be going to the therapist. I'm going to tell the therapist how, you see what she did? And this might look, look very foolish to you, but we are all engaged in this all the time. Hold on to one moment of time that a person did something to you. And see the person through that type of measurement, through, through that type of... You put them in a box that they must be in a perfect mood all the time, and they must accept everything you do, must see the world from your glasses. And then you hold on to them with that, and you relate to them the whole entire time. You take one moment of negativity which is known as ra, which is known as mavis, anything bad, anything painful, anything pain, what does pain mean? The stoppage of life. I feel pain, why? I cut my finger because when there's something that's stopping me from living, there's pain. What do I do with pain? Do I get irritated? Do I stop my whole life because of pain? Somebody did a painful thing, I got humiliated. Now will I hold on to the humiliation? Will I choose death or will I choose life? Will I choose to hold on to it and to make a whole story about it? Will I lament about it? Say, oh, do you see what happened? You saw what you just did to me. Did, let's talk. Do you realize what you did to me? Do you realize how could you have, what were you thinking when you did this? And I make an entire problem out of it. And I choose death. I'm choosing death. I'm choosing bad. I'm choosing to be involved. This is what the, the beginning of, of Sinas Chinam. We're going to go soon to three weeks. This is the beginning of the insanity. And when we say to us, the Torah says, I gave you before you life, and I gave you before you death. And I gave you before you good, and I gave you before you bad. Choose life. Who would ever choose death? And that's exactly the point the Balatanya is saying. In the, when you have real clarity, when you have real askil chabina, would you ever choose death? Would you ever choose negativity? In the face of life, would you ever choose to hold on to the negative? So there's the pain, there's the suffering, there's the negativity, there's the humiliation, there's the anger. There's the resistance. There's things that are tough, that are hard. But all of those things equate to death. And what do you do with death? You drop it like hot coals. You meet it, you see it, and you drop it. You scream, if it hurts you really for real, if it hurts you, you scream in pain, and you drop it. Because the holding on to it is to suffer. To hold on to anything negative is to suffer. So your child does something wrong and you label your child as a bad child. You took the child who's not only good, not only is full of love, but it's a, a child who's fully alive. It's incomprehensible what this child will become, will grow up to be. It's, in, it's unimaginable the energy that this child has. 
And you're going to go stifle the child and suck the oxygen out of the child. All because of one moment of bad. All because of one moment of pain. All because of one thing the child told you he hates you. The child didn't do, didn't say a bracha. Didn't do the thing that you decided for one minute that the child has to do. So you choose death over life. You choose bad over good. And you label the child by that. And you're fully involved in a complete confusion. It says the Balatanyu Bukharta Bakhaya means to see what life is and to see what death is. And when you see with such clarity that the world is being created, something from nothing, from God's wisdom right at this moment, that everything is brand new. And in the face of this life, nothing bad can exist. No death can exist. Death is always the past. The past means death. The bad means death. The bad means the past. Life happens now. In the face of life, there's nothing could be bad. And even the death, even the bad that happens in this moment, it's for one second. The good in life will always be continuous. Because good has a continuation. Good is truth. Truth is MS. MS continues. MS is life. MS is vitality. Death is the ending. And death is the stoppage. What do you do with the death? You die to death. You stop anything that's bad. Somebody humiliates another person in shul. What do you do with that? Do you hear it or do you don't even hear it at all? You drop it instantly. You have a bad thought that comes up in your mind. You're human. All of a sudden you have a bad thought that comes up in your mind. What do you do now? Do you define yourself by that thought? Do you obsess about that thought? You're walking down the street and you see something that you didn't anticipate to see. What do you do with that? Do you now make that your life? And now find yourself that you cannot drown, or do you drop it like hot coals? Even the recognition that a person is involved in, in, in addictions, or a person is involved in any type of negativity. What does La Skil Chabina mean? What does it mean? To, what does it look like? To have complete clarity, to have the beginning of enlightenment. The beginning of enlightenment means everything has its place. Everything is either good or it's bad. It's either life or it's death. If it's death, it's in the past. And if it's life, it's fully alive right now. It's fully good right now. It's fully positive. It's fully vib- in, in that face of that. In the face of that life, in the face of that goodness, nothing could exist. Why? Because God, you want to know what God is? God is the life force. But God is incomprehensible. Incomprehensible to the mind. And this is the Yisoid, what he's laying down over here in Tanya, that the miracle of birth that happens every single moment, the newness of this moment right now is so new, it's so vital, that it's incomprehensible to the mind. The mind can't, doesn't know what to do with it. I have the present moment right now, what do I do with this? What could I do with it? And this is a tremendous, tremendous... 
revelation, what he's saying over here in the Tanya. And we're going so deep into it for so many weeks because of these words that we said the other day. When a person will contemplate and meditate in the depths of his understanding. Understand the Balatanya is demanding that you do this. Think about the depths of your understanding. And he will, moreover, he will picture in his mind. His creation, that he is being created every day, every moment. How could there be anything bad in that face? How could there be any, any negativity? How could there be any brokenness? How could there be any stoppage? Or there should be any type of afflictions or, or suffering. There's no suffering in life. Do you see? In the face of life, of the birth of life, this moment right now, there could be no suffering. You cannot have any problems in this moment. Because the problem, the irritation of the moment, the irritation, there's the problem. Of course, there's a problem. Of course, if your child did something. Of course, if you're going through, you lost a lot of money. Of course, nobody is denying the fact that, they, that, that you, when you come to a shiva, there's... The, He's talking about the Chafches Itim. There's all different times. There's a time to be happy. There's a time to be sad. But it's still the undertone of it all is that the recognition that Hashem is creating the world something from nothing. And at that moment in life, the moment that you are right now, if you're not involved with the irritation of it, then it just is. It just is. It just is. That's it. It's only your interpretation, what a person does with his mind. That he creates a tremendous drama. He creates a tremendous confusion. And he holds on to the, the bad. Because he is not aware of what he's doing. He is not aware that he's living all the time in the past. And if he would be fully alive, this is what he's saying. To choose life at every moment means to realize that life is right now, perpetual, constant. And the constant part of life is what makes you get confused and say, this is old for me. Old. How many times a person sit by a shir or a person meets another person and before the other person can even tell you what he's saying, you already end the sentence what he's trying to say. Why? Because you know it already. Which is the beginning of all suffering. You know something, that means you're not alive. You know it, you know it the way the other person is about to tell it to you. Do you know it? Can you put away everything that you know from the past and be completely empty to hear something? Can you put yourself totally away just to listen to your child with a tremendous vitality, with a tremendous insight as if there's, you never saw your child before? Can you walk into your house and see your spouse as if you never saw them before? Put completely away your memory, completely away your attachments, your complete history. Can you put it all away? Can you have an argument with your spouse and then completely end it as if it never happened? Can you see life and death before you? Can you see the person as if this moment is going to be the last moment in their life? And how would you meet them? Like we talked about that woman who her last thing that she had with her, with her brother, she screamed at him. And then he died in the Holocaust. Then he was put into gas chambers. And she vowed to live her la every single day of her life with every person she ever met. Would I ever say this thing to them? And she measured everything she said her whole entire life, 70, 80, 90 years. 
And she only said things that were full of life. When that happened to her brother, did she have an option to choose? Or was she free to choose? Which free to choose means to choose life and don't choose death. Which means to see before your eyes, if this person would die, what would I say to them? And then what does the energy of that look like? What is the energy of that? What is the energy of a person who sees death before their eyes? Sees negativity, sees lamentation, sees affliction, sees, sees complaining, irritation, you know? You just did this to me. Right? Her brother did something to her. Her brother fought or did something that she didn't approve of. And she was irritated by it. And she said, what petty thing did you do? And she, how could you, how silly could you be? But then she saw that was the last thing she said to her brother. So the brother was engaged in some nonsense and she didn't just drop it. And she didn't give him the love, which is life, which is toy, which is good. She didn't live with the good, the life that there is at this moment. She lived with the death, which is the past. But the past only exists for one moment. The past is the ending. This demands tremendous meditation. There's ending, there's death, there's bad, there's complaining, there's irritation. All of that's in the past. None of that could be in the present. And if you are involved in that, that means you're not alive. You are boicher bera, you are boicher bermavas. You are boicher for something in the past. The past is death. But if you're fully alive, can you even see anything negative? Is there, is there room to choose over there? That's the point. To be free to choose is the most funny thing in the world. I should choose life. Yes, you should have such clarity that you should see exactly what life is and exactly what death is. And automatically you'll never choose death. You'll be fully enlightened. Your, your freedom to choose means that there's no choice at all. You're free from all interference to choose life. So you only choose life. You can never choose death. No insane person would choose death. So why are we choosing death all the time? Because we're insane. Because we're confused. Because we're not meditating on this. We don't realize that we're fully alive only at this moment. In face of that... I choose to see my, I, I, in the face of that life, I come home, I see my child, I never saw my child before. There's no retainage, there's no accumulation. I never saw my spouse before. I never saw, and in the face of this moment, there's no suffering. There's no such a thing as pain, and this is what we discussed in the past. I told the story from Rabbi Leif, that this car flipped over, and he saw death about to happen. For the next six months, the next six year, six, the next six months, the next year, not a worry about his mortgage payment, not a worry about anything. Is that just a story to you, or could you could you see it your own life? Do you have to really be faced with death to really see this? He still made his mortgage payments. He still went on in life. But he was fully alive. He realized that there's no future that's going to make him free. There's no better time in the, in the future when he's going to start to live. There's no better time. Life only happens now. It doesn't happen in the future. There's not a moment to arrive in life. There's not going to be a moment when you're going to be alive. There's only this moment now. And only now can you choose life. And life is the vitality of what's going on right now. And if a person doesn't realize that, then he's completely asleep. Then he's completely confused. And this is what the, what the Balatani is telling us over here. That because life is so incomprehensible, because life is so enormous, we choose Ra, we choose Mavis, we choose the known, we choose the old. And we label people and we, we constantly with our mind. And our mind is moving from one minute to the next because the life is fully present. And the whole purpose of the life, the mind moving from one moment to the next, is to see the life in every moment. Machshav is for one reason. 
Thought is betmedius, is constant. So I can see the life in this moment. And the life in the moment means God. To see that every, God is here in every place. And to see God in every single human being, to see God in every single place means to see the life of the person. Not the death of them. Not the judgment. Not the comparison. Not the old. And this is the beginning of Laskil Chabina. When a person realizes this, this, they have eliminated suffering from their life. They have eliminated death. They have eliminated all types. They, they live with people in an entirely different, in an entirely different consciousness. They, they get excited. They have tremendous vitality. And how does a person know if he's enlightened, if he's, if he's so sensitive that he can see another person? If he can listen to his spouse without any judgment, without any measurement, without saying... She is right, he is right, they do know. Just to see what it means to know another person, to fully know another person. When they walk out of a supermarket, to see if they see the other person. Or are they so preoccupied with, with, with the past? Are they so preoccupied with some moment in the future that they're completely unaware of what's going on? This is the beginning of enlightenment. To live with what is, which means life. And in the face of that moment right now, in the face of the life that I have this moment right now, which is incomprehensible, something, something your mind can't do anything with it. It's beyond your mind. But to live with that, when you live with that, everything else disappears. There's no negativity that comes out of your mouth. You don't even say, the Lubavitcher Rebbe never said the word bad. He said not good. He never said death. He said not alive. He never said treif even. He never even said, he said it was not kosher. Because he only lived in a state of life. When you're so clear, when everything in life is so clear to you, there's only one side, which is life. You instantly end death. You drop death like hot coals. It doesn't even exist. And to be in a state where there's only the right side, where there's only Yishkan Eir Hashem, where there's only Laskil Chabina, where there's only one space, which means full vitality. And anything else, you instantly drop. You drop it because of pain, irritation, suffering, complaining, lamenting, criticizing, negativity, measurement, comparison, old, all of those things are in the past. All of those things, the only reason why there is death is to die to those things. You drop those things. You choose life and you reject death. You reject everything old. Anything that's going to try to stifle you. Any Lashon Hara. Lashon Hara. In the face of, of life right now, is there any Lashon Hara? Could there be such a negative thing? You don't even hear it. Just goes through, it just disappears. It's like one little tiny thing. It's like a person going to the bathroom. You go to the bathroom, you move on. You heard Lashon Hara, somebody told you something, what could you do? You heard it. What did you do? You went to the bathroom. Does anybody... Make a big deal about going to the bathroom, most insane thing in the world. The bathroom is the bathroom, you end it. You go to the bathroom, you end it. You end it. Because you need to live, because you need to move on, because you need to make room for the next meal, for the next, for the next thing. So there's something negative, it's unfortunate. There's moments in time, it's unfortunate. But the irritation, the holding on to it, the judgment, the measurement, what are you going to do with that? Can you do it? Can you try to do it with your, with, with your family member, with somebody who, who, who you're holding a, a tremendous grudge? Can you just end it as if it never happened before and just meet the person who it is and see in the face of the person who's alive that little tiny thing that they did is insignificant. It's incomparable. That means to be free to choose. Where you recognize that there's no choice at all. You're so free. You're so free to choose. You have real freedom. Which means there's only one choice, which is life. Which that's the Rekud of Yishkan Hashem, which is Laskil Chabina.